Hello everyone, welcome to this week's Foundation Stage Forum podcast. Um, I'm very excited I get to be the host this week, uh, <laughs> but we have to be serious because with me I have uh, I do <laughs> manage three very serious people. Three very serious people and me. Um, we have our two managing directors here today, we've got Stephen Helen and we've also got Jules who's our content editor for the for the website, she's also Star Master, you've got many titles. You're in not allowed to use that. <laughs> <laughs> a comedian she is. <laughs> um, so this week we're going to be talking about the uh, Foundation Stage Forum. So first question, how did the Foundation Stage Forum come about originally? Do you want to answer that series? Um, I can do the first bit if you like. Um, I used to run my own nursery. I'm a primary teacher from a past life, but um, set up my own nursery in our house, ran that for the best part of 10 years. In the early years, I felt very isolated. It was a very small nursery with only 12 children to start off with and I ran it with one other person who was in fact my teaching assistant which I poached from school which is a really good idea. <laughs> so there were 12 children and Mandy and I and we had a great time but there were times when I really felt like I needed more professional discussions with other people and I didn't really know how to get those so I'd do as many courses with the local authorities as I possibly could and I'd meet like-minded people who were also running their own small settings and I remember very distinctly coming back one evening and saying to Steve you know, I met this really interesting woman, um, she runs a nursery 20 miles away, I'll probably never see her again, but she had some great ideas, and isn't that a shame that I'll probably never see her again? And then you did your usual mulling over things for a while. Do you <laughs> want to take it on from there? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd, <clears throat> um, I'd been interested in online communities gen- just generally as, as a user um, for some time, they, they were quite recent. Uh, around the turn of the century, millennium, or whatever, and so I um, um, I thought, well, maybe we could put uh, something like that to use to help um, keep these people connected together after the events, and uh, mm-hmm. and I'd just taken a, um, a voluntary redundancy package from Ericsson, which left me free to sort of sit around and just kick my heels and think a little <laughs> bit and try and work out ways of actually avoiding having to go back into a corporate world, and so I thought, well, let, let's give this a go, and we set it up I had to learn web development um, to be able to actually put the, the site together and that took a couple of months and, and then we launched it and it was Valentine's Day 2003 and uh, and it just took off from there really it was uh, the first few days nothing else of its kind was there really no certainly not in the early years really no, no. Um, the, uh, the one of the things um, in the early days is that obviously it was quite difficult to initiate the discussion. You need to get to a critical mass and get a, you know, pro- probably only 10% of the people in an online community actually ever join in and contribute. Most of them mm-hmm. just uh, tend to sit around and, and read the stuff. So when it was only me as member number one on the site. <laughs> Talking to me, <laughs> member number two. <laughs> so we, we, I had to, what we did was um, we created an, a number of fake people and you're supposed to admit this <laughs> <laughs> sure and we argued we <laughs> argued with ourselves until other people decided to join <laughs> in <laughs> that was exactly it wasn't it I, I think I had five different names I'm not going to tell you what they are <laughs> I still talk to myself no I don't and, and literally and I, so I'd pose a question and then I'd answer it in a different name and say oh thank you that was a very nice suggestion and yep. it was just ludicrous <laughs> well, but it was the only way to get it going I think that kind of brings us on to our second question so other, other than creating fake personas and talking to each other how and why did the did the forum grow do you think in those early days well I think probably Helen's we already answered it yeah. there, there, there wasn't anywhere else um, in fact we, we, we did um, we went round to 
uh, a couple of sites like Mum's Net and a couple of places like that, um, and just said, look, you know, if you're a early years practitioner, um, there's an interesting site here. You can join in discussions, and there are various other bits and pieces going on. And so, quite quickly, really, within about um, three or four weeks, there were two to three hundred people on on the site. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I actually took out some paid Google AdWords because I got excited at the two or three hundred people, and I wanted to <laughs> to add to them. So, um, so we did a little bit of very minimal um, Google AdWords advertising um, just on on, uh, on on nursery sort of uh, keywords and things like that. And it, it was took... really exciting though, wasn't it? When we, we could see daily, oh, another three people have joined, exactly. oh, another yes. six people mm-hmm. have joined. And the great thing was that was... there is a bit, bit of an art to an online community. You, you have to kind of make people feel welcome. And so I, I seven days a week, um, was running up the stairs every time I went out um, to log in and see if anybody else had joined. Yeah. And, and more yeah. importantly, if, if they'd introduced themselves. And if they introduced themselves, immediately I got back and I was terribly friendly with them. And, um, and I got them involved. And... Yeah. and yeah. And they joined in the, the discussions, and there's, so we could just sort of gently back off and leave the genuine discussions and the topics of interest um, until um, you know, th- th- there was a there's this kind of explosion at some stage. And we, we used to have two or three hundred members on at any one time within that first year, um, and it was it was very exciting. Mm. And you had a sort of bank of moderators, <coughs> didn't you? Then kind of volunteer moderators who yes. would be part of the yeah. forum, but also just kind of helping to maintain that community spirit. Yeah. And absolutely, I mean, we didn't know who they were. They joined and they actively engaged in many, many conversations. Yeah. And eventually, Steve came up with the idea that we should recognise these people. They were doing it. You know, no one was paid yeah. to do this, yeah. but it was a genuine interest and a genuine yep. love of sharing their expertise. So, so basically, the most helpful ones that came in and, and yeah. were, 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 were uh, assisting other people with any issues that they had or offering advice, um, I just um, used to make contact with them and say, look, would you like to um, you know, make it a more formal part of it? We, didn't, we couldn't pay them, unfortunately. Um, going back to the early days, you actually have people who are still active on the site today uh, Mundia, for example, yeah. um, Bo, uh, yeah, yeah. um, and a, a whole bunch of others. There were about seven or eight in the end, um, and they were all pretty much set up in the first year, and they just took it away. They just really contributed enthusiastically, and uh, we had a little private forum where we could discuss anything. When, because sometimes you know, when you have differences of opinion. Um, it's not always civilised, so we, we, yeah. we'd monitor it, and, and if it looked like it was going to get boil over a little bit, then we'd work out ways of just sort of gently um, easing things back down and making it, and um, just basically modelling the, the behaviour that, yeah. uh, that we wanted mm. to see there. So there was a kind of an ethics that developed, um, and it maintained itself, and it has maintained mm. itself really with very few exceptions to the current day. And after a couple of days, we invited, after a couple of years, after we invited those eight or nine moderators down to our house, and we paid for them to stay in a hotel, and we picked mm. them out, and that was so lovely, because mm. we didn't know what they looked yeah. like, let alone anything else, so we were down at the train station waiting for people to come, and we didn't know who we were looking for, but <laughs> yeah. that was really nice, and we you know, spent a couple of days together and talked about the forum and their own professional lives and stuff, it was really, really nice. So they're still active members now, then? Two of them are, A couple yeah. of them are, yes. Yeah, the, some um, have retired and yes, got lifetime membership, but they're probably not engaged as much as they were. But. Yeah, it's, what is it, 17 years now, so yeah. I guess you know, yeah. some of them are about to have retired. Yeah, yeah. Really. you would hope so. <laughs> 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 I'd like to myself at some point. It's like a lifetime free membership. Yeah. 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 Not a retirement gift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we were helped also by um, TeacherNet, who were very kind to us, um, 
uh, that which was an official government site that's been disbanded um, for quite a few years now. But they prominently advertised the forums and uh, as um, the invaluable community, which which um, really helped us no end mm. as well. So it, it wasn't just, and it isn't now, just a forum. What else is it at the moment? Um, the forum, the community part of it is, is right at the centre, but we always, right from the beginning, wanted to try and offer in some expertise. Um, and that comes in the form of resources, um, such as downloadable policies, for example, that, that can then be customised, uh, lots and lots of different things. And these are contributed actually by the users as well mm. as ourselves. Um, and uh, um, articles, regular articles on all aspects of um, of the uh, uh, the early years, including sort of humorous and, um, um, and personal uh, from a parent point of view. For, uh, in fact, Juliet, I think yeah, that's that's where I started yeah. to get on board. <laughs> so that was a long time ago when I it first was started, wasn't it? I first started writing yeah. articles and coming up with resources and things to support practitioners for the activities to do with books. And yeah, topic-based things. Yeah, in those in days, those when days, we, to do when we were allowed to do that because we don't yeah. do that anymore. But yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, you're right. That that is when I first came on board. And one of the things I remember was coming to your house and kind of talking through what the articles might be about and all that kind of, and a lot of the ideas would come from things that were being discussed on, on the, the forum. forum. So in fact, yeah. the articles yeah. were then kind of born out of yes. the, 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 the subject matter <coughs> and, the, and the questions that were being asked on the forum, which was a wonderful way around to do it, really. That was very definitely the case. It was kind of virtuous feedback, really, that uh, mm. we'd hear about stuff that used to take people a lot of time and see if we could work out ways of making it easier. And that's actually... The first version of a, um, a progress tracker that we put together was called PRAMS, and we gave that away free as a resource in the form. It was um, written by an excellent uh, developer who was our first developer and who's still with us, in fact. And it was a little downloadable standalone program. Mm. Um, and PRAMS stands for Progress Recording and Monitoring System. And um, that was probably, it, it became very successful with local authorities who used to buy the subscriptions for their members. And therefore, they, they got their free progress tracker as, as part of that. Mm -hmm. And it was PRAMS, really, that was probably um, right there at the start of, of the thing that we now call Tapestry, um, mm -hmm. which I think we're probably going to come on to in a little bit. We have that beautiful brainchild of yours. <laughs> <laughs> we should also mention um, the first web content editor at this point, probably, as well, because Rebecca yes. came on board, didn't she? she did. Yes, Around yes. all of that kind of time Absolutely. that we're just talking about. And yep. she yeah. helped re with Kirk, I think. Didn't yep. she help redesign, redesign the, yeah. the FSF? And also... Um, Rebecca's very good at kind of um, uh, talking and reaching out to people and she brought in quite well-known early years people to write, I think, as well, didn't she? She did. And connections we've still got today, in fact. Absolutely. Yeah. And, great. and she took it on board to actually make sure that we were all up to date with everything that was happening in the early years community. Yeah. So she'd read all the papers and she'd look at all the Facebook posts and we'd get as many magazines in early years, Nursery World and so on. So we were all really up to date all the time. So any content that she put on the forum was really relevant and useful for any, anyone in our position. So Rebecca's um, remit really was to reinvigorate the forum. We noticed that there had been uh, fewer conversations and with the advent of Facebook and Twitter and all of the, the long, lengthy professional dialogue wasn't happening anymore and we didn't want it to die. <laughs> so we uh, took on Rebecca and she did a marvellous <coughs> job of reinvigorating that, adding more content, you know, starting off a dialogue based on what she had been reading. And it really uh, turned upwards, I would suggest, at that point. It did, yes. Um, Facebook um, 
was the main um, stealer of the oxygen um, in terms of <laughs> communities. Um, yeah. And of course, ours is a more traditional forum-based thing. And there are advantages to both. Facebook gives you a very immediate thing that comes to your phone and lets you know that there's a new thing happening. You can get answers almost in real time. What Facebook's not quite so good at, um, in my opinion at least, is the kind of storage and archiving of some of these you know, really quite expert opinions. So it's much easier to search in a, in a forum-based community. So we were quite de- determined, really, that there was still a role for the FSF. And Rebecca, I think, successfully turned it mm. around and, and, and mm. made it um, uh, more active and more popular again fairly quickly. Mm. And also her role was to um, join up with the all-party party parliamentary group. That, yep. Um, so again, another kind of way of contributing from the FSF community um, to very practical issues and problems um, was our co-sponsoring of, of the APPG uh, for early years, which we're still still doing at the moment. So yeah, so it, it just changed completely, didn't it, the forum, from just being quite a small thing to having 30-odd thousand members, lots of content, yeah, um, yes. and conversations started to, to improve. Yeah. And then Rebecca went off to run her nursery and look after family, <laughs> and she went off hours in the day, and Juliet came back to us. So yeah. I did. Which brings us to who's in charge of the FSF now. Yes, who's in charge? Who's in charge? I don't Still's. know, apparently it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it's me. Um, yeah, so I, I was delighted to come back on board having been um, teaching both in early years and um, key stage by that point as well. And so I've been allowed back into the fold. And <laughs> they let me back in. I can't have behaved so badly the first time around. So, um, we, so we continue really to build on on Steve and Helen's original um, premise and original work, and then on Rebecca's um, work as well. And we've kind of added some new things to kind of keep the forum going and bringing it alive. And one of the things I was going to say about the forum as opposed to some of the other ways you can contact each other via social media now, is that it's just, it gives you more time and space. You don't have to worry about your word carrier character length, and your, yeah, you exactly. know, you can kind of just return and think, and there's that time to pause, and mm. it doesn't have to be immediate, and sometimes, in especially in educational discussions, you need that thinking Absolutely. time. So that's yeah. the thing I've always thought that you benefit from from the forum. But we've brought in coffee breaks, so that's a kind of shorter way to get information across. We know people have less and less time now, um, and so it's just a, a quick and easy way to, to have a quick click. And in fact, you can get to the coffee break from your Tapestry login page if you're a Tapestry user. Mm-hmm. Um, we've still got articles by many, many different people um, on there, and they are still <coughs> quite often themes that we see discussed within the forum, which is something I really try and keep um, in touch with and looking at um, so that I can see what people want to know about. Um, but there are also obviously things that we see going on in the world of education more widely. So whether there's a curriculum change or a framework ha-ha. change. <laughs> yes, ha-ha, exactly. Um, so um, we've got loads of stuff at the moment. We've got, right now, we've got our new articles on self-regulation, well-being. We've got a childminder's Ofsted experience. Um, so we really try and keep it as broad as we can. Um, we're going to continue to have resources, downloadable resources. We're going to continue to have book reviews. We're um, creating a place for primary teachers um, soon as well. So watch this space. We've got an, a brilliant education team, which we didn't really have before. Jack, who's our host today, is, is part of that. And Ben as well, and Helen and I. And we meet and we talk and we discuss all things education. And, and a lot of that content comes back onto the FSF 
in one form or another. Um, and we also do podcasts. Yeah. Which when the FSF like first like this one, <laughs> which when the FSF first came about wasn't a thing, no. and now is a thing. Yes. Mm. So we do them, and um, we've had oh my goodness, we've got, we've discussed so many different things in yeah. our podcast. We've we? quite a bank now. We have yeah. got quite a bank. So we've done learning walks again, self regulation, reflective practice, uh, changes to the curriculum, our favourite lessons. Mm. That was a fun one to do. Um, so yeah, we really we're really trying to make sure that we keep abreast of what's happening out there, um, and also listen to our users and our members as well. And we've also set up the education conferences now as well. So we're inviting yes. members on the FSF, um, and again thinking of topics that are relevant. And the first one was on self um, evaluation and reflective practice, and we're trying to keep that as part of the theme for the for the future ones. So loads of stuff. Yeah, yeah loads of stuff. Yeah. So we've mentioned Tapestry a couple of times. We talk a little bit about the, the link between the Foundation Cities Forum and Tapestry and what's happening in that whole area. Yeah, the, uh, Tapestry is a classic example of one of those things that um, was really something that we recognised from the conversations that went on with the forums. And it goes back to the, the old-style learning journals, which are normally put together in scrapbooks. Um, at some stage, it seemed to me that the technology was good enough to um, be able to use tablets to capture the same sorts of information, obviously not in exactly the same sort of way, uh, but also to add something extra to it, which is the progress tracking element that um, we'd started first dipping our toes into with PRAMS. Um, and so I guess it's tapestry is um, a product of the, of the FSF, um, which has now um, grown sufficiently that it, in fact it's earning revenues that enable us to do some of those, the more stretch, um, um, Pro projects and yeah. the, yes, such as the tapestry conference themselves mm. itself. So we've got quite an exciting development with regards to the the forum and tapestry, um, the single sign on. Yeah, the um, one of the things that uh, makes a, a lively, active community is having lots and lots of regular visitors to it. Um, we have lots of practitioners, teachers, and other people who use tapestry. In fact, we have about 150,000 um, at the moment. Um, and what we've thought for a long time is it would be great to get them involved on the FSF. The problem is, of course, having to remember extra passwords and logins and so on and so forth to get from one, yeah, um, one pain, tool yeah. to another one is, 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 is a bit of a pain. So what we have done is we have just launched technology that enables anybody that's logged into tapestry to automatically come into the FSF as a logged in member. Um, which should give us probably uh, around an extra 75% of the membership that we had previously. Um, so those conversations are going to get more enlivened and there'll be more people joining in. It's a really exciting time, yes. And what we're hoping actually is that they will be using that uh, function not just to ask questions about tapestry, um, but that they, they will use the early years resources, the uh, extra articles that we're, we're putting up now. Uh, the webinars, the professional the, development, and, the, yeah. and, and podcasts, and so on, to um, basically help help with their um, ongoing professional development, and and hopefully as a an extra pair of hands in their daily work, um, yeah. both within tapestry and without it. And we're also because of that single sign on, going to be inviting now key stage one and two teachers who are using tapestry <coughs> into the foundation stage forum. And of course, we've thought a lot about should we just change the name now if it's not going to be for foundation yeah. stage, but the FSF. It's kind of known, that's what we call it, so no, we're not going to change the name, we're going to keep the FSF, <laughs> yeah. but we're going to create a separate area for primary teachers, yes. um, 
with separate forum areas and hopefully that will grow in the same way that, that the original early years part did. Yeah, we're <coughs> one of the great things is that um, we're doing a lot of extra work in Key Stage 1 and Key Stage 2 now. Tapestry's got uh, um, the ability to, to uh, monitor progress against uh, Key Stage 1 and 2 frameworks. And um, so it's going to be, I think, very interesting to see um, a different... Uh, age group of uh, different, not age group of teachers, uh, uh, teachers (laughs) responsible for different age groups coming in and contributing to that same... Because we've often had reception teachers who have got year one children in their class, so we've often had that, but we haven't really extended up to year six. Well, I think that's great because, uh, again, the more discussion they get going, the more we'll be able to see if we can put extra things together to help out with their work as well, so Mm -hmm. I think it's a... Again, it's a virtuous feedback situation, hopefully. Yeah, and with our education team as well, we've kind of got lots of different strands of of the educational ages, haven't we? Because, Helen, you you know, you know, started as a teacher and then ran your own nursery. Yeah. I've taught in nursery, reception, so early years and key stage. Jack? Oh, I did, yeah, year six and year yeah, four, so yeah. key and stage. And Ben did um, early years and key stage as well. So we've kind of got lots of different threads to bring. Yeah, um, absolutely. Which is really exciting for us as well, then, to hopefully open that out to lots more people to have conversations about. Really, absolutely, yes. And I think some of the um, uh, podcasts and um, <coughs> the, uh, the actual tutorials are not just going to be tapestry-based, they're going to be um, just general educational ones as well. Mm. Um, in fact, some of them already are. Mm. So I think it, this mix of kind of rich media, um, online community... Um, and the tools um, to hopefully make uh, daily work easier. I think I'm, I'm very excited. I think I can see it growing um, and becoming a very useful part of uh, people's daily work. So if you're listening to this podcast, join the FSF. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, I think we can all agree it's a, it's a really exciting time. Yeah. Here. And, yeah. you know, um, as Helen said, come and join us. We really hope you enjoyed listening this week. Um, Join us next week for the next one.